Welcome to the FCBC NYC podcast. We're so thankful that you decided to join us in this moment and in this season in your life. Our prayer is that this podcast will be a catalyst for conversion and transformation and that you will be inspired and renewed in such a tremendous way that your desire will be to be your best for God. Again, thank you for listening, and we're excited to see what is next in your life. We are an ever-evolving community of visionaries, dreamers, and doers. We have been called by God to live the lives we are created to live. Called to live, commanded to love, and commissioned to serve. And at FCBC, how do we say it, family? We live, we love, we serve. Listen, I'm going to try to push through this very quickly. This is part of our series, The Secret of Celebrating You. On week one, we talked about uh, believe your fruits, dealing with the imposter syndrome. And then on last week, uh, we looked at the things that prevent us from celebrating ourselves. At first week, the imposter syndrome. Last week were two things that hinder us at times. That's guilt and shame guilt and shame. But this week, we want to talk about journeying to joy. And it's important because we're going to end this with making celebrating yourself a lifestyle, but it's difficult to celebrating yourself if you don't even celebrate joy. So we want to talk about that today in a very simple text, Psalm 118, verse 24. And everybody knows it. You may have not just known where it was. This is the day that the Lord has made, we shall rejoice and be glad. Look at y'all Bible scholars. Come on, let's say it again. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Come on, let's pray. God, thank you for this time. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for the words, oh God, that will come forth on this day. I hope, I pray, I believe is that your words, oh God, will speak life today and encourage someone to take their own joy seriously, oh God. Thank you for the time of gathering, oh God, and thank you for the time of sharing and fellowship. Thank you for the dedicated child today, and thank you for those who are baptized today, oh God. Thank you for keeping us as a family who follow the carpenter, oh God. We love you, Lord, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. Remain standing for a second. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Do me a favor. Turn to your neighbor and tell them, neighbor, I'm committed to my joy. Come on, turn to the other neighbor. Tell them, neighbor, I'm committed to my joy. Come on, I'll put your hands together and give the Lord a hand clap of praise. I'm committed to my joy. I'm going to give this to you. We're going we're going to make our move out of here today. The Lord has already been moving in this place, and we thank God for that. I'm amazed at how many of us desire joy in our lives, but won't lean into the joy that's necessary. We want to be joyful, but we don't always engage in the habits and practices necessary to reinforce the joy we desire. Henry Nowen said this, and I've often quoted him. He said, every day you wake up, you have to choose joy. 
and choose joy every day. Every day when you wake up and you begin to face a new day, you make several decisions before you get out of the bed. And one of those decisions you make is how you will face the day. You cannot control what the day will bring. You cannot control how things will pan out, but you can control your attitude towards the day. And one of the things you have to be able to do is make a choice that no matter what happens, nothing will shake you from joy. That you will not let anything undermine or diminish the significance of your joy. Facing the day joyful is important. You want to deal with your hypertension or high blood pressure. You want to boost your immune system. You want to have better physical health. You want to be more productive. You want to feel motivated and full of energy. Joy can do that. If you lean into joy every day, you'll be surprised at how it will impact not only your mental well-being, but your physical well-being. I already said it again. You cannot control what may come your way during the day, but you can control how you face the day. Joseph Campbell put it this way. He said, we cannot cure the world's sorrows, but we can choose to live in joy. You cannot right all the wrongs in the world. You cannot fix all the problems of the world, but you can choose to live with and live in joy. Joy. It's amazing how many things that are around us express and exhibit their own joy. Flowers bloom for their own joy, not for no one else's joy. Can you imagine when you make a choice to bloom? for your own joy, to be successful for your own joy, to be committed for your own joy and not the joy of someone else. When you get up every day and make that choice to lean into joy and be joyful, you are being a rebel in a culture that wants you to stay angry and bitter and mad and resentful and mean-spirited. You are making a decision that you will be countercultural, that you will be revolutionary, that you will make sure that your joy will not be tainted by attempts to undermine who you are at your best moment, that you will make sure that you maintain a robust diet of joy and not feast on the foolishness that undermines who you are, that you will make joy your choice. And you will do it every day. Somebody say every day. Every day you will choose your day, joy. Every day you will wake up believing that the best is yet to come. Every day you will wake up believing that there's nothing impossible for you. Every day you will wake up believing that you are the embodiment of infinite possibility. Every day you will wake up knowing that you are the beloved of God and God's spirit rests on you and in you God finds favor. Every day. You'll wake up and say, I'm the dawn and the dark that inside of me is a universe in ecstatic motion. Every day you will choose joy every day. Somebody say every day, every day you will make joy your choice. Fight against the temptation to walk around with a frown all day long. Fight against the temptation to keep a scowl on your face. Fight against the temptation to walk around with your hands balled up waiting for the next fight. Fight the temptation and choose joy every single day. And you have to be intentional because it will not happen by accident. You will not always trip into joy. 
Sometimes you might be blindsided by joy, but you got to guarantee it happens every single day. On your path to joy, there are just some things that won't serve you well. As you journey to your joy, embrace your joy, and choose joy, there are some things that will not serve you well. Can I share something with you? We get ready to get out of here in six and a half minutes. <laughs> we live in New York City, a city that makes you believe if you're not moving fast and making moves, you're not productive. We find ourselves moving to a beat that is counter to our well-being. So can I tell you what doesn't serve you well? Thinking that somehow you get credit for grinding every day and grinding yourself to emptiness. You, you, you don't get credit for trying to get everything done in one day. I shared this before that I learned from one of my mentors. You ought to leave some good undone every day. Because we will be fooled and lulled into believing that somehow our value and our relevancy and our worth is connected to how busy we are. And, and, and many years ago, I remember writing a piece for the Amsterdam News talking about our addiction to busyness. You know, people like that who are always busy, who are always doing, who are always moving, who always keep things going. The grind doesn't serve you. And I got to hell, this doesn't happen for everybody. But if you think that somehow your value is connected to just what you produce. See, your production is the fruit. Yes. But I'm not talking about the fruit of your being. I'm talking about when you work yourself to death, thinking somehow that that is expected. OK, let me try it this way. You begin to think that God values you for your grind. No. Then you try to figure out when you go on vacation, why you don't want to come back home. Because when you took that break, you realize your body needed to what? Break. So if you're going to be committed to your joy and choose joy, grinding yourself to nothingness does not serve you well. Somebody need to hear that today. Because no matter what, you have to believe that things that are designed for you will come your way. Can I help you? I love when God does things in my life that are the sum total of grace. I didn't earn it. I didn't work to the grind for it. It just came upon me because of grace. Y'all not working with me today. Y'all not hearing me. You, you ever just, you ever, you ever watch this. Here it is. You work, work, work. Grind, grind, grind. Produce, produce, produce. And it didn't yield the fruit you thought it should yield. And then you did it so much, you worked yourself down to nothingness, and you said, I'm tired, I can't do it no more. I've been going so hard. And when you rested, doors started opening. And things started coming into your life. Because you realize that, can I get churchy? Whatever got your name on it, gonna come your way, whether you participate or not. Oh, God, I love this idea that God said, listen, I'm 
going to make a way for you. Whether you like it or not, I'm going to make a way. Whether you participate or not, I'm going to open doors. Whether you believe it or not, pause, whether you believe it or not, do you know how many times God had to bring things your way in spite of you working against the things that God wanted to bring your way? No, ain't nothing better than to sit and bask in the glow of gracious breakthroughs that come my way by virtue of realizing what the psalmist meant, be still and know that I am God. Look at somebody and say, stop grinding. Okay, if you're going to choose joy, grinding to nothing does not serve you. Can I give you this next one? If you're going to choose joy, you have to get rid of the critic in your head and the critics in your ear. Whoa. The critic in your head and the critics in your ear. You see, the critic in your head, I've been saying it the entire series. You are your greatest conversation partner. You will speak to you more than anybody else you will ever talk to. And what happens if you ain't kind to you? What happens if you have not cultivated the capacity to speak lovingly to yourself? So if you're going to choose joy, you can't let the internal saboteur have the last word. And then you can't lend your ears to any old body. Somebody need to hear that. You, you ever been surrounded by people, no matter how good the news is that you give about what God is doing in your life, they always find some negative narrative to accompany your celebratory moment? They lead first with the negative narrative. No. Those are the spaces when you got to disconnect. And can I tell you, sometimes you got to divorce yourself. Especially when you're the one who's destroying your possibilities by continually whispering what you cannot do in your mind. Because I tell you this, sometimes the critic in your head and the critics in your ear will make you think you're not worthy enough to the point that you know you've heard this the past two weeks where you start engage, engaging in the comparison game. But can I share this? This is not me. This is Brene Brown. She said this, comparison kills creativity and joy. You will kill your creativity and joy constantly comparing yourself to other people. I'm going to say this as much as I can for as long as I can, as loud as I can, because one of the things that diminishes your own light is when you're busy comparing yourself to other people. Stop that. When you're busy looking at somebody else's joy, you won't be able to celebrate your own joy. When you're busy seeing other reasons why people are rejoicing, you won't be able to do that yourself. So if you're going to choose joy, one, you cannot grind yourself to nothingness. Two, you have to disconnect with the critic in your head and the critics in your ear. And can I tell you this last thing that doesn't serve you well? Distractions don't serve you. What do you mean? We are experiencing right now something I call the distracting of America. The distracting of America. Right now, the real currency is not the money in your pocket or the credit you have. The real currency in our culture now is attention. We live in what some call an attentional economy. Everyone is vying for your attention. Your attention is the precious commodity. 
And who you give your attention to is critical. Every day, there are algorithms on your phone and on your apps and on social media designed to distract you away sometimes from your joy. I said it before, if you're busy looking, looking, looking at everybody else and seeing all these wonderful things and all these wonderful places people go and all, you know, you see people traveling somewhere or every, every week somebody's going somewhere or somebody's doing something and you're busy thinking that somehow it's taking you away or you're not valuable or you're not worthy, that's a distraction. You walk around every day with the greatest distracting tool that prevents you from fully leaning into your joy in your back pocket, in your purse, on your hip. It is that phone. We are experiencing the distracting of America and everybody knows how to work the algorithm to keep you locked in on what they want you to look at. You ever realize that you have, we know it, we know how it works. You say one thing around your phone and all of a sudden stuff starts populated on your phone to get your attention. It's designed to get your attention. They are monetizing your attention and we are participating in it every day. But when you are distracted by things that make you feel less than, you do not serve your joy well. So those three things don't serve you well if you're going to choose joy. One, you cannot grind yourself to nothing. It's two, you have to disconnect from the critics in your head and the critics in your ear. And three, do not be distracted in this attentional economy where everyone simply wants your attention but not your well-being. I'm going to say it again. Do not be distracted in this attentional economy where everybody wants your attention but not your well-being. Well, I'm done. I, I, I got 35 seconds left. I'm going to take longer than that. I can't get it out that quick. But here it is. You want to choose joy. You realize that, that you have to make the choice, that you want to make sure that your choosing joy contributes to your mental, physical, and emotional well-being. You realize that some of the things that we engage in do not serve our joy well, that grinding ourselves in nothingness, lending our ears to the critic within and the critics without, and then also being distracted by things that do not contribute to your overall well-being are problematic. But then what do you do to nurture your joy? It's simple. I'm going to share a few things with you. Real simple. Watch this. Can I tell you this? I'm going to borrow from the first week. Live with no regrets. There's three phrases that will undermine your joy. Could have, might have, should have. They will undermine your joy. If you get up all the time talking about what you could have done, what you should have done, what you might have done, you'll never get anything what? Done. And how many times have you beat yourself up over time that has already passed? You cannot feed your joy living in regret. You will feed your depression, feed your anxiety, feed your sadness, but you will not be feeding your joy by constantly living in the aftermath of a poor decision, poor behavior, or something that did not work out. Move on. Because as long as you're breathing, you got a chance to get it right. Right? Live with no regrets to feed your joy. Next, lean into your passion. What excites you? What makes you happy? 
What are those things that arouse your best sensibilities where you feel all of your gifts coming to the forefront? You see, here's what happens for many of us. We came in a generation, I did, and maybe some others afterwards, where you had our parents and those saying to us, listen, you can't do that. That won't pay the bills. How many of us assassinated our dreams because somebody told us life was about having resources to pay bills? And we put our dreams and our passion on hold and eventually they disappeared because you thought life was about the grind. But lean into your passion. It is never too late to fuel your passions. I don't care how old you are. You might be sitting here thinking, Pastor, I'm over seven years old. I ain't got that much time left. Yes, you do. You got a whole lot of time. Hold on. Your life can turn in a second. It's never too late to lean into your passion. It's never too late to chase that dream. Hold on. It's never too late to breathe new life into an old dream you let go back in the days. Lean into your passion because where your passion is, you will run into your joy along the way. If you know the things that put a smile on your face and make you happy, why not invest your energies in those things? Why keep pouring your energy into things that are not fulfilling? Just to say what? You can pay this bill or you can have this status. Or you can rise to this level. No, pour yourself into your passions. Because what I learned is that when you leave with your passion and you feel your dreams, the world will find its way to your doorstep. Okay, if you want to feel your joy, watch this. This is going to sound strange, but it's not, it's not. We know this. Watch this. You want to nurture your joy? Spend some time in nature. If all you're looking at are concrete buildings and asphalt streets, get away sometime. Walk in a park. Go down by the ocean. Take a hike. Do something, but realize that this world is bigger than the pavement you're walking on. Because you know what it is? I realize when you spend time in nature, I did that this past week, you realize, one, well, how small we are. And two, you realize how amazing the world is. And sometimes it takes getting away from that grind to reconnect with what's important and sometimes reconnecting what's important is seeing how much beauty is already out there. When was the last time you paused throughout the course of your day and said, you know what, I just need to look at a tree. I need to look at the river. I need, at night, let me go outside and just look up and look at the stars. I need to, I need to realize that I'm part of something that's bigger than me. Okay, I ain't like that one. Okay, let me go over here. Here's another thing you can do to feed your joy. It goes back to the distracting of America. Commit at least once a week to a digital fast. Four people clap. Put your phones down, close the laptop. Put do not disturb, don't look at social media. Sit still and listen to the beauty of silence. We become so addicted to noise, we forgot how empowering silence can be. But if you're going to fuel and feed and nurture your joy, then you continue to be connected to that which is distracting 
you'll miss it. Okay, I'm messing with y'all too much. Um, here, here, let me give you, let me give you, let me give you the last two. This one is tough. This one is tough. If you're going to feed your joy, if you're going to be committed to your joy, you have to also be committed to self-care. Most of us didn't come up in the era when we talked about self-care. Again, most of us came up in time, we just thought you work, you work, you work. If you want, if you want to take a vacation, you go to the Poconos. We go, we go, we go. We go, 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 we go. We tick tock, tick tock, go, we go, we go. We keep going, 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 we keep going. And while we keep going, we keep going, we keep going, we don't take care of the body that we're pushing as we go. You are only human. My doctor put it to me this way. He said, take a pencil out of off out of his 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 uh tray with pens and pens. He take the pencil out. I pull up the pencil. He said, start bending it. Bend it, bend it, bend it, bend it. He said, that's your body. Bend it, bend it, bend it. Keep bending. Pow! He said, because your body wasn't meant to be bent that much. And then someday it will give way and break. If you don't take care of yourself. When's the last time you had a self-care day? On the weekend, you decided that this day, this weekend, I'm going to take care of me. I'm going to do things for me. A few weeks ago, on Midweek Motivation, our new communications director, Junior, has put together a playlist of some of my songs. And I told folks that you had to have the I Love Yourself playlist. The I Love Myself playlist. It's the kind of music that you can play when nobody around the house. You start dancing all by yourself, singing off key loud because ain't nobody there. And you got to do that every now. Part of self-care ain't just about going to get a massage or going to get your nails done. Sometimes it's about learning the art of dancing again by yourself and singing in your home. Self-care is important. You can't nurture your joy and be committed to your joy if you don't take care of this temple that God has given you. God has given you this body to enjoying life but we are too often busy going 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 and the only time we stop is when our body makes us stop and when our body makes us stop it's usually accompanied with discomfort and pain but when you take care of yourself you can preempt all of that discomfort all right here's the last thing i'm done for real for real all right i'm gonna go through it again live with no regrets lean into your passion spend time in nature engage in a digital fast Engage in self-care. And can I get the last one? This is going to be the one right here. This is going to do it. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Gratitude. Here's what I learned. It is not joy that makes you grateful. It's gratitude that makes you joyful. You got to get that. No, you missed that. It ain't joy that makes you grateful. It's gratitude that makes you joyful. When you begin, all right, let me, let me pause because y'all didn't get it because I know we got to go. We're going to go right, right in a minute. Here it is. Watch this. I learned this little song. Count your blessings. Name them one by one. Count your blessings and see what the Lord has done. In other words, gratitude is realizing that life is actually better than I thought it was. But when I keep speaking these negative narratives in my head, I forget how amazing my life really is. And you will see how amazing your life really is when you stop comparing yourself to other people. Look at your neighbor. Tell them, be grateful.
grateful that you're here and grateful that you're alive and grateful that you're standing and grateful that you're in church and grateful that you had something to eat. Grateful for the small things in life. You got to be committed to your joy. And if you're going to be committed to your joy, you ought to be grateful. Why? Because this is the day that the Lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. I'm out. But can I tell you this? The Message Bible put it differently. When I read the Message Bible version, I ran by myself. It said, this is, this is the day that God has acted. Whoa, whoa, y'all missed that. When I woke up this morning, God was acting on my behalf. You hear me? This is the day that God has acted. That God has been moving on my behalf. That God has been doing things for me. Before you opened your eyes and took your first intentional breath, God was acting on your behalf. And for that, you ought to be grateful. Look at your neighbor and tell them, neighbor, I'm committed to my joy. I'm going to choose my joy every day. Can I tell you this? This joy, hey, that I have. The world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. I'm going to lean into myself and make sure that I celebrate because I can't celebrate me if I can't celebrate life. And I'm here, which is a testimony. Be committed to your joy. Be committed to your joy. We hurt when we see you sad all day. It hurts when you walk around with a bitter face all day. So much has gone amazing in your life. Don't spit on it by being angry over the one thing. The song put it like this, morning by morning, new mercies you see. If I see new manifestations of more mercy every day, that means every day God gives me more than enough reasons to rejoice. And I will choose, come on, stand on your feet. We're going to get out of here, but I got to say this, beloved. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Translation says, I've come that you might have life and have life in its fullness. I want to live in the fullness of life. I want I, I want, let me tell you something. We got one shot through this thing. I ain't trying to be church and come out all when we come. No, I'm talking about we got one shot through this. You know what I made up in my mind? I want to see as much, do as much, experience as much. I didn't always think like that because I was content with my little small, narrowly construed world and I was fine. But there's so many beautiful things to witness.
You don't even have to leave this state. There are parts of New York State that are amazingly beautiful. Resolve that you want to experience all you can experience. Why? So that you don't get to the end of this journey talking about should have, could have, would have. No, you get to the end of this journey and say, I did. I did it. And when you get to that point, you don't get resentful on your way out. You're grateful on your way out. You can say, God, my days might be numbered, but I thank you for what I've experienced. It's been a great run and I'm leaving nothing out there. I lived it all and I used all my gifts and talents. Not just for me, but for somebody else. Listen, before we pray and we get ready to depart, I want to tell the trustees to come out here. I know some of y'all still got them envelopes. So you go let them know. <laughs> y'all be walking out here doing something. But I want us to pray and then we'll have our benediction. I want to pray today because this is, this is why we're doing this series. Because there's some of us in here right now who have the hardest time being, feeling good about yourself. I want you to know that you're not by yourself. And there are a whole lot of us who struggle with celebrating ourselves for a lot of different reasons. But, but you're worth all of your joy. You're worth all of the celebration. You're worth all of the smiles, the laughter. You're worth all of it. And you have to believe that. But you have to choose it every day. It won't happen automatically. You have to say those things to yourself. Tomorrow morning, when you get up, and we always know tomorrow ain't promised, but if you're blessed enough to see tomorrow, before you let your feet touch the ground, you say, today, I choose joy. And I dare anything to try to stop my joy today. God, we thank you, oh God, for this reminder. We thank you for the gift of joy. We thank you for the gift of laughter. We thank you for the gift of celebration. God, we thank you. Thank you for reminding us, oh God, that we were not created to grind ourselves to nothingness. Thank you, God, for reminding us that sometimes we have to drown out the sounds in our head from our own whispers that seek to sabotage and then even drown out the voices who try to undermine. And then, God, thank you for reminding us that too often we find ourselves distracted away from our own joy and focus on things that actually reinforce our own misery. Thank you today, oh God. We will lean into our passions, oh God. We will live without regrets. We will, we will, we will take care of ourselves. We will behold your creation and nature. We will show gratitude, knowing that gratitude begets joy. We will do that today, oh God. We will do that today. And now unto you, oh God, who is able to keep us from falling and present us faultless, oh my God, in your presence with exceeding joy. From now until we meet again on the other side where the sun neither rises nor sets because the sun is Jesus the Christ, the light of the world. It is in your name we pray and we say amen.
Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the FCBC NYC podcast. We hope that what you heard was informative and inspiring and in some way created a space for you to have a creative encounter with God. You can follow us on social media and on the internet at fcbcnyc.org. Please follow and also contribute. If you've been blessed by what you heard, support us financially that we may continue to offer these podcasts. Thank you again, and we look forward to you tuning back in in the future.